This is the South Bend Beat Podcast, presented by Alpha Dog Agency. Welcome to my city, bring you to my city, let you ride around my city, I can show you around my city. Welcome to my city, bring you to my city, I can show you around my city, that's my city. Welcome back to another episode of South Bend Beat. Today we're talking to Gerald Jones, who's the Chief Operating Officer at Move Ease Moving Company. Uh, Gerald spent a few years with two men in a truck in South Bend, and prior to that he had bounced around to a few different occupations. We talked about his time with two men, moving over to Move Ease, uh, what he's doing the same, what he's doing differently, uh, and we talked about his love for the Buffalo Bills, being an upstate New York guy. Here's our interview with Gerald. Enjoy. Gerald, how are you doing today? I'm great, Kyle. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I wanted to get right into this. This is the first recording we've had since the Super Bowl, and I know you're a big football fan, and you're a fan of a team in the AFC East. So uh, how was it seeing the Patriots win another one? It was uh, It was pretty painful, I'm not going to lie. Um, but uh, you got to respect what they do. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of the Patriots. Uh, obviously being a uh let's just say well, I'm a Bills fan. Bills fan. Right. So it's a little so you, it, it could you, be painful. You're either from or you lived in upstate New York? Yeah, I'm originally from Buffalo, New York. Okay. Lived there for about twenty two years and then uh then came out to South Bend. Um but uh as many people know, Bills fans are uh they're diehard no matter what. Oh yeah. Going through four You can't uh, lose Super four Bowls. Super Bowls in a row and not be. It's rough, man. It's rough. But uh yeah, you, you just you just move on and yeah, you gotta keep you gotta keep the hope. Right, so. Yep. So what you do, Gerald, is you uh, you're with Movies, which is a moving company um, here in South Bend, and you had originally started with two men in a truck. That's okay. correct. That's uh, correct. So talk to us about how you kind of got started in the moving just company business altogether, and how you came about going with two men in a truck in South Bend. Sure. So yeah, I appreciate that. So um, you know, I've been in uh, basically sales and general operations for 20 plus years. Um, I was in a totally different industry, and back in April of 2015, had a gentleman um, reach out to me that was looking to franchise um, a two-men-in-a-truck here in South Bend, and um, hit me up on LinkedIn, and just sent me a quick message, said, hey, I looked at your profile, I'd like to chat with you about a potential opportunity with two men in a truck. And, um, you know, honestly, I looked at it, I, I, I was aware two men in a truck was a moving company, but that's all I knew you know? And, um, so I messaged him back. I said, sure. I said, uh, you know, whenever you want to chat, let's do that and, and, and see what happens. So, um, he got back to me after I messaged him probably an hour later and we set up a time to talk the next day and kind of talked about the company a little bit, what, what, what it means, what he's looking for. Um, and you know, a couple of weeks later, um, I was, uh, sitting in a, big empty space with a, a folding chair and a card table <laughs> and uh, wonder what's going on. But uh, that's kind of kind of how I got my start. He, he went through, found me on LinkedIn with the profile and we talked about it. And that was kind of the kind of the kickoff point. Now, um, was it pretty much a situation where from day one you were like, this is cool. This is what I want to do. Or was it a little you're already laughing. Um, <laughs> was it a little yeah. rocky at, at first? Yeah, because uh, you know, even even having that many years' experience in sales and, and operations and marketing, um, I've never per se uh, started a business from scratch. Even though Two Men's a great brand and has been around a long time, 
it was still I, I I didn't have any employees. I didn't have any other knowledge besides hey, this is moving company is this big and here's what they've done and here's what you need to do. Um, I knew there was going to be training coming down. Home office was going to send some folks down to kind of kick us off. But I still had to find the people. I had to buy furniture for the place. I had to hook up all the utilities. A lot went into that. Um, so yeah, the first couple of weeks was it was uh, it was pretty nerve wracking. Um, but uh, I'm a I'm a risk taker, and and I and I I know the track record of two men. I, I did my homework on it uh, after speaking with uh, the franchisee, um, and I, I wanted to take a chance because. Uh, I, I've i seen what it has done throughout the company, and I knew South Bend's a great market. Um, and if we did it right and took care of the customer, I, I thought it could it can be another great franchise here. And in the short amount of time I've known you, it, it's pretty apparent that you're not the kind of person to just sit on your hands and hope things happen. So um, you're going to get out and make sure that things do happen. What in those first few years with two men? Um, were a few valuable lessons that you kind of picked up right away that as you've kind of moved up the ladder in the moving industry that you still uh, hold true to this day? Yeah, no, great question. I appreciate you asking that. That is, that's probably the, the basis and foundation for really not just moving, but really any business. Um, and, and like I said earlier, two men being a great brand that it is, it doesn't mean the phones are just going to ring. Right. You know, it still have to, you know, get the word out still go, still go visit clients. Uh, let them know that, Hey, you know, we're, we're here and, and put us on the map. So basically the way I looked at it is, and, and something that I've always done that is definitely, a, to me, it's a valuable lesson. I'll tell anybody this. I don't care what business you're in. Um, you know, you're, you're there for the client, for the customer. Without that, there's no business, right? So I made sure every single day I, I had a list that, that first six months. Every single day I was going out. I was going to apartment communities, assisted living, universities, any type of business that I thought that could use a moving service. Um, you know, traditionally, two men in a truck was always, uh, you know, people thought of them as a house-to-house mover or apartment-to-apartment mover. Yep. And I remember when we went to Discovery Day and we had to get in front of the uh, the founders of Two Men in a Truck in Lansing, Michigan. You know, one of the one of the uh, pieces I brought up to them, I said, ninety percent of your business is still residential, and you never want to get away from your core of your business. But I asked the question. I said, you know, what are you guys looking at? I mean, do we is there a national accounts or are you guys looking at business moving? Because business moving is a it's a big piece of the pie. And I said, uh, you know, we've got one of the biggest and best universities in the world right here in South Bend. Right. We want a piece of that. So that was kind of kind of what I did. And 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 we went from I can tell you we started in 2015 with uh, the franchise here in South Bend with three trucks, and within three and a half years we were able to grow it to 12 trucks. And so how long total were you with two men? Um, three and a half years. And how did your duties, um, let's say day-to-day duties, how did they differ from those, say, first few months um, up until those last few months? Um, did, was it moving into just more of like a supervisor-type role? Did the duties stay the same? Kind of fill us in on that. Sure. So, you know, in the, in the beginning, just like any other business, you know, startup or, or, or one that has a great brand that you, that you kind of jump in, um, you know, you're a person with many hats. So I'm, I'm, I'm out there, you know, trying to grow the business. I'm, I'm trying to work with my interior staff. And, um, but over time, once we were starting to establish um, those connections and those relationships and able to, to gain more revenue, I was able to add more staff. So I had an operations manager then that was able to take some of that away from me and, and work on, you know, dispatch, work with the drivers, making sure the customers were happy, where I can then concentrate more time and getting more clients. Um, as we continue to grow, um, 
after about a year and a half into it, um, the franchisee had asked if I would go to New York City initially just to go there and open up a small location, find some people, stay there a month, train, and then come back. A week later, he comes back to me and says, um, hey, I asked home office, uh, instead of one borough, can we have all of it in Long Island? And they said, yeah. So the question then was, hey, Gerald, uh, how would you like to move to New York City and take your family <laughs> and, and do all that? And initially I said no uh, because, uh, you know, there's 17 million people running around, a lot of, lot of chaos. But, you know, it, and, and basically I'm going to literally land on an island. I didn't know anybody there. I'm taking my family away from everything they know, and it is, is a tough transition. But eventually I did it. I spent a year there uh, as the general manager and growing, building and growing that location. Um, and then that transition coming back after that year, I came back into um, the vice president of business development. So more so community relations, again, growing business accounts and, and trying to grow the business that way. At that point, we had a general manager in place, operations manager. So I was more so the face out on the road, trying to bring that business in and help drive that growth. Now, let's dive into that a little bit. Um, you mentioned coming back to South Bend. Let's talk originally. So you said you're from upstate New York. Um, what originally brought you to South Bend? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, you know, my dad was uh, come from a military family. He was a 20-year Marine. And um, basically, uh, over time, uh, eventually, um, my dad had decided to move to Elkhart, Indiana. Okay. And... Um, you know, my mom at the time, she was working uh, two, three jobs. I had two younger brothers. I was, uh, I was in college. Um, you know, things were going okay. But uh, um, I was really close to my dad. And, uh, you know, he was kind of on his own here in Elkhart. He moved to Elkhart. He had a brother that fortunately had a, a terminal illness and passed away soon after he came here. So I decided to, uh, you know, honestly follow my dad and uh, spend some time with him. And... Uh, he said, hey, you know, he said, uh, you know, Jerry, come on up, check out Elkhart. It's the RV capital of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, exciting stuff, yeah. right? <laughs> so I said, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to do it, right? So that was kind of a sidebar. I did it, you know, and I was up for a couple of weeks, and I told him, I said, you know, sometimes change is good, you know, and, and you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna give it a shot. So I did that, um, came up and uh, worked a lot of different jobs, everything from, you know, factory work to, to banking to, you know, service industry type stuff, and, um and that was kind of that was kind of my start, and that was you know twenty plus years ago. So transitioning past uh, two men, you're now with Movies, um, which is M O V E space E A Z E. Um, and when you were looking at maybe what your next venture was, why did you settle on a place um, that was also in South Bend, where you mentioned you spent time in New York City? Um, you know the industry in and out. You could have gone pretty much about anywhere. What was appealing about the South Bend market and the South Bend area? Well, you know, I've been here now 20 plus years, and quite frankly, it's a great place to, to raise a family. We have wonderful friends here. I mean, the, the community of South Bend speaks for itself. I mean, it's 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 just a, you know, it's it's one of those places that's not too small, not too big, um, and having the support of obviously the University of Notre Dame is tremendous. Um, so we be we just you know me and my wife and uh, I've got three teenagers now, which is scary. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a great place. I mean, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I mean, obviously Buffalo is my original home and that, that, that's near and dear to my heart, but, um, my family loves it here. So hence I love it here. Um, and, um, uh, the time that I've spent with two men in the moving industry. Sure. I, I think, I think there's a, there's a place 
you know, moving's international, right? But, um, you know, with, with 20 years that I've spent here plus, uh, with my family, with work, and the connections and relationships that I've built in this community. Um, I think transition really well with this type of business and, and, and those experiences. So, yeah, I'm, uh, and, and, and also the partnerships that I have. So, you know, I've got my brother as one of the partners and, and one of my longtime friends that, uh, you know, has another business in the area uh, that he owns, and he's also a college professor. So just made a lot of sense, you know, a lot of like-minded people. Um, that I think we can we can put a little spin on customer service here and give South Bend something a little different they haven't seen, and that and that's a great segue. Thank you for that. Into my next question, um, you mentioned so you are a partner with Movies. Um, what is it that you want to do a little bit differently with Movies? Maybe that um, not only speaking about two men specifically, but just the moving industry in general, um, where you kind of want to flip things around a little bit and do things differently and attract maybe a new new breed of customers. Yeah, so here, here's the thing. I, I, I've, I haven't been at it, uh, you know, four years roughly, right? But one thing I do know, I've never met, and I'm still, I'm still hoping I meet somebody that likes to move, right? <laughs> Moving is no fun. Let's, oh, let's it, be honest. It is it, the it, worst. It's horrible, right? But it's that's that's my world now. That's that's what I've done the last four years. So we want to we want to make sure that you know when when a customer is looking to move. You know, at the end of the day, they need to make the best decision for them and their family, whatever that transition is, whether it's, you know, South Bend to Mishawaka, you know, across the street, across the state, whatever that may be. Um, and they got to, you know, we want them to feel they made a great decision if they go with us. Um, so, you know, we try to do a few different things. So um, it's all about professionalism. It's all about the customer. One of the things that, that, that we're doing that, that I love is, you know, when you show up to that customer's home, they open that door and we're standing there with uh, maybe some muffins and some coffee and some OJ and saying, hey, you know, we're movies. This is Dave and Mike and we're your, we're your moving team today. Hey, we just wanted to bring by some breakfast and, uh, you know, ensure that you're going to relax today. We've, we've got your back. We're going to take care of it. We're going to make it. Our, our, our tagline is moving made easy. We're going to make it easy for you. Um, you know, we all know moving is uh, moving's moving, right? So there's risk to it. Nobody's perfect. You know, things could happen, but we've got processes and we've got a team in place that um, I trust wholeheartedly that I've worked with for a long time, not just in the moving industry, but other industries. Um, so I, I look at I'm bringing a, I'm bringing a package of experience process um, to moving that that, quite frankly, I don't think has that's not been seen. So it's that it's that little twist. And that's just an example um, of kind of what what, what the customer is going to see. Because um, the idea is this, you know, in the day and age of social media uh, and, and, and things like that, to me, um, you know, word of mouth is, is king, right. word of, for sure. I mean, that is, that's number one. And uh, if we can give them a good experience, the idea is the ultimate compliment would be, uh, hey, they move again in five years. They're like, you know what? Remember when uh, Dave and Mike from Movies moved us? You know, let's, you know, let's call them, you know. If you're doing a great job and the customer feels the values there, you know, it really doesn't matter how much competition is out there. They're going to go right back to you because it was a great experience and, and they feel there was a value there. So what are some of the other uh, jobs you had before you got into the moving industry? What, I mean, what are a few things that you did? Wow. Yeah. It, uh, I've, been, I've been all over the board, all over the board. Um, I've been a uh, hotel general manager. How was that? Uh, that? That was that was pretty cool. I, I actually liked it. I did that for about four years. I actually, I worked for a, um, an unbranded hotel, and eventually we we put a flag on it, and made it a brand. 
Um, so I, I was able to kind of see it from a different perspective. Um, a hotel that at one point was in what we call receivership, you know, struggling for a little bit. So I had to kind of look at it from a business standpoint and say, well, I have a 60 room property. And initially when I went there, we were only uh, selling two rooms a night. Wow. That's not wow. going to sustain itself very long. <laughs> so I had, I had a, I had a big challenge right away. Um, but it was cool. It, it, it taught me a lot. It's like, uh, you know, how do we, uh, quickly turn things around here? So I was able to everything from aesthetics, right? You know, what is, what, you know, cause we're right by a, you know, I'll just tell you it was the hotel right in front of an airport, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. you know, so that just because proximity, it should be more than two rooms. A yeah. night, right? <laughs> so, you know, like when you go by, what does the parking lot look like? You know, how does the uh, flowers, you know, the bushes, does everything look neat and organized? Is this, because you know what, nobody's going to go in a hotel if the outside looks bad already. Right. right. So it's, it's, it's that, it's that first, first impression and then kind of building it and then putting a great staff in there. Um, but I can tell you, you know, you know, that, that position, um, I've been in the, the uniform business okay. all the way from a delivery driver up to a regional manager. Um, but I can say in all the different, I've been a banker, um, but it's all been um, kind of like Forrest Gump. You've yeah, done a pretty, bit much, of everything. Man, pretty much, pretty <laughs> much, pretty much. But it's all service and sales, yeah. right? It's still it's still servicing the customer. It's still it, you know sales involved operations. Um, it, it all applies. And at the end of the day, that's probably the biggest thing I've learned over the last twenty years doing it is just treat the customer the right way, and everything works out. Right. You know, it's the same. It's, it's no different. That's why I'm really excited about this because I've got I got so many. I'm, I'm I'm a people guy first all day long because if the you know if if my people my team's happy everything else will follow. Awesome. So. so we sometimes crowdsource questions from social media for guests. Um, we did it in this case. And someone that I know in particular came through, Ryan Yazel, uh, he's a friend of the show. Um, he said he moved furniture for a few years in college, and he rattled off a lot of questions. So I think I narrowed it down. Um, and these questions to answer from either your personal experience or maybe stories you've heard from boots on the ground. Uh, so you want to get into a few of those? Sure. Absolutely. All right, let's do it. First up, what's the least prepared you've seen someone when you showed up to move them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, because you know what? That is, here's why it's a great question. Because it's, uh, everybody's got responsibility in moving, right? It's not just the, the company saying, hey, you know, okay, what's your inventory? What's it going to be? Here's, here's what the cost is. Here's how we're going to do it. Um, you know, truly, we want, we want the customer just to pay what they should pay for, you know, right? So what we, it's called being move ready. So mm-hmm. I always tell the customer, okay, you've got boxes. Do me a favor. And, and, because this is going to save you money. I mean, this is about the customer saving money too, right? So I tell them, make sure all the boxes are sealed, taped up, labeled, stacked in threes. And they look at me, why stacked in threes? Because I can just come on the dolly then, in and out, in and out, in and out, right? And to save time and time's money, right? So, but I got to tell you, I've, I've gone to, I, I've done what's <laughs> called an in-home consultation on several times. Okay. And and customer, you know, would ask me a lot of questions and say, well, you know, what should we do here? What should we do here? And I'd tell them, you know what? Again, I want to see, I want to be efficient. I want to save you frustration. I want to save you time. I want to save you money, right? And, and I've gone to homes where, yeah, this, there's, there's, it's just kind of a little bit disorganized, right? Uh, and I'd say, well, if you box this and you box that and you put this over here, this is going to help. But I got to tell you, I, there's probably been a half a dozen times where I've sent a crew out after I've gone to the home days before and, and talked about it and what needs to be done on their side so that we can help them. And the house just, I, I just call it, is it move ready? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've pulled guys off jobs because of that, because then it becomes a safety issue. 
you know, and, and I guess I don't want to call it a hoarding situation, but there's, situ- but it's a hoarding, but situation. it's a hoarding. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. It, it, it does, it does, it does come down to that. Yeah. And, 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 um, you know, I got guys, I had a particular move one time, you know, guy, you know, FaceTiming me and he's like, this is, this is where we're at. And, you know, and the customer, you know, wants us to do the move and get the customer on the phone and you couldn't see one inch of their carpet. You know, the guys are walking on boxes and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, it's a liability at that point. Yeah. You know, and, but it's, it's at that point though, it's how do you handle that? So, you know, still at that, at that point, I'm talking to the customer saying, you know, just based on where we're at right now, I, I cannot perform the move. But I'm I'm still willing to help in whatever capacity you need to get you to that. So, because I always tell all the clients up front too, we have a full packing service. You know, I'm, we're we're a full full professional moving company, and um, and it, and when people hear professional, just one thing I wanted to talk about: when people hear professional moving company, a lot of people equate that to expensive. Not necessarily, because if if it's packed the right way, if things are staged the right way. When moving day comes, the moving day is that much quicker. So you're actually saving time on the moving day. It all kind of comes together. So Awesome. Yeah. So the next question is, what is either the heaviest or most awkward item uh, that either you've had to personally move or you've seen somebody move? Sure. Um, you know, uh, gun safes uh, can get pretty interesting. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. You know, for whatever people love guns in Indiana. Right. <laughs> they, they, they do, right? Yeah. And they say they say now one in three homes has uh, guns or a gun safe. Okay. Right. So that's quite a, it's quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and they're I've not seen, puppies. No, 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 no. It's, it's the real deal. Yeah. Right? And, and I've seen them go from you know a typical gun safe five hundred pounds. Um, we've moved a two thousand pound gun safe. Wow. How did you do uh, that? It was it was pretty interesting. So. You, you know, number one, it's safety, right? When you get into something like that, um, you know, because in the moving industry, um, won't name company names, but there's been times where, um, you know, guys have really got hurt trying to move gun safes and things and, and because they're not quite prepared, don't have the right equipment. So what we ended up doing was I bought a, basically a pneumatic walker. So what that does is you're able to actually take up to like a 2,500-pound gun safe, and it's basically a huge dolly. And you strap it up, and one guy can take it, and it actually will walk up or walk down the steps. That's crazy. And you just pull it right yeah. up, and you don't worry about it. Um, typically, though, you know, four or five, six hundred pound gun safes. Um, you know, two, three guys are doing that with uh, different straps or a dolly. It's 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 a lot of work. Um, I will tell you a personal uh, experience of mine. Um, beautiful Victorian home downtown South Bend. Several months back. Um, I had the operations manager call me and say, hey, Gerald, um, when you did the walkthrough here, you didn't put, uh, there's a certain item in this house that we're not quite prepared for. It wasn't on the inventory list, and we need the big piano board and this dolly. And then I said, okay. And they said, it's a really big old piano. You want to see it? So so I drove out there and uh, went to look at it. And, yeah, it was like no other. It was a custom-built like 150-old piano. Probably unbelievably expensive, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super expensive, super heavy, the whole thing. Um, so me and five other guys were able to get out of this home, and uh, this particular customer was moving to Lakeville, got it there unscathed, customer was happy. But you'd be surprised at, uh, you know, some of the items, you know, giant armoires. Some of those armoires can weigh 1, 1,500 pounds. Jeez. I, I mean, just, just stuff that's mind-blowing. Yeah, I mean, stuff that you can barely move. You know, and, and, you know, so, so yeah, I mean, when you talk about that stuff, you know, it's not, it's, you got to have, number one, you got to have some, a couple things, smarts, equipment, and some guys with a little muscle doesn't hurt, right? So, 
It's, it's important. So are you ever given stuff that people decide uh, we don't want to move it? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you know, you get a lot of times where people downsize, right? And they'll, and, and what we try to do is this. Um, we're really big on uh, charity and giving back. So I always try to tell a customer that, um, hey, you know, that's a great piece or, you know, would it be, you know, do you have a place you would like us to take to donate, you know, and somebody else can benefit from that. Because there's a few things that happen. Number one, you know, at least with my, the way I look at it, you feel good about it, right? right. Somebody else is going to be able to use that. Um, also, when the customer, you know, it comes tax time, you know, we're going to give them that tax deductible receipt and they get a, maybe a little money back from that too. Okay. Um, and then there's times where I've seen it where people just have a whole bunch of stuff. Hey, we've been in this home 40 years and we want it out of here. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff you're able to donate and some stuff, you know what, they're just like, can you just dispose of it? We're, we're also able to do that. So we've done that as well. Um, you know, there's times too where, um, and especially with movies as new as we are, uh, we've done it already in one of the movies where um, customer says, hey, I don't need this table, I don't need this. I ask them, I said, would you be okay if I use that it, in, in our business as a training piece? Mm-hmm. So when guys are coming in, we're bringing in new guys to train, it's kind of a hands-on, hey, I've got this table. That's a good idea. We use that as a prop. Yeah. You know, and you know, I look at it, you know, as long as you're up front with the customer and you know, you're bringing up the options, they like that a lot. So how, so how does the insurance side work if um, you hope this doesn't happen, but one of your guys puts a hole in a wall? Um, how does that play out? Yeah, so that's and that's a great question. So there's a couple things. A lot of people don't know this, but um, federally and state mandated, there's what's called a default valuation. It's not called insurance, but it's called it's valuation, which is the terminology of that is protection for your valuables. Um, so for example, say you had a uh, guy was carrying a TV, he broke it, the TV fell and it's pixelated now and it won't work. Well, the government says, you know what, moving company, you're going to have to pay that customer 60 cents a pound for that item. Okay. So think about that for a minute. You got a $4,000 television. It weighs and, 12 And they're pounds, getting lighter and lighter. And they're getting 60 yeah. cents a pound. How happy are you going to be? Yeah. Not real. Yeah, not great. Not real. Okay. So, again, it's about doing the right thing for the customer, right? So the way we look at it is, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to number one, we're going to try to repair it and make it as 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 it was you know we we, we ding the wall or you know we scratched the table or we did that to the customer satisfaction not to our satisfaction um if we have to replace something we replace it we just replace it um you know and and we ask the customer you know uh, can you tell us where you bought it from can you give us a model number can you you know try to get all the facts and then we we hunt that down um you know if the table i bought the table two years ago you know it's here's the difference right we look at it as your valuables. It's not freight. It's not freight. It's your valuables. So we want to make sure that, you know, that table that you love, that you've been sitting there with your family for the last two years eating dinner together, mm-hmm. you're able to get that same table. That's important, right? Right. So we try to make sure, and, and it's that it's the responsiveness too, trying to get in touch with that customer because you know what? Um, it's, it's, it's that one customer that has that bad experience and you know in any business you can't afford that so Never we're, we're far that could reach, that's yeah. it we're, we're all about we're all about taking care of the customer um one more question that he had yeah. for the do-it-yourself crowd are there any like invaluable pieces of equipment they could have on hand or do you have any tips or tricks uh use a professional movie <laughs> that's, that's, <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, what, that's right. what i figured so let's say it's uh let's say it's um you're moving two houses down fresh out of college, don't have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Is there one piece of equipment be like, man, that, that made my life a lot easier? Yeah, I'll say this because, you know, you're pro- you know, think about it. The dolly's number one, right? Okay. Dolly's number one. You got a bunch of boxes. And here, here's, the, here's the trick to that and, and the tip 
per se. You want to have a dolly that doesn't have like the really, really hard block wheels on it. Because, you know, you're going up certain steps, especially wooden steps. Guess what's happening to those wooden steps if yeah. that weight's too much in that dolly? You're dinging up them steps. That's no good. So, you know, um, you know if you're going to do that and you're going get, to get a dolly, yeah, I'll just tell you like it is. I mean, you can go to Harbor Freight, get one of the get one of the, the dollies there. You can get a heavy-duty dolly with uh, the blow-up tires, with the traction, 60 bucks. Cool. And you're good, you know. So that's, I would say, yes, definitely somebody that is just doing a short move like that. Um can prevent some headaches and dinging up some things doing that stuff for sure. So have you ever been called into a hoarding situation? Oh yeah. Now it's not really like your guy's job to fight with a business or not a business owner, a homeowner on keeping this, getting rid of this. How that, that seems like it'd be a tricky situation. It it is. I I give you a quick example. So we uh, went to a home where the the homeowner was in that home for 53 years, Um, 1700 square foot home probably had 5,000 square feet worth of stuff, right? Wow. Um, you know, but it's their home, you know, and, and that's, they just you accumulate things over time. I don't care if it's two years, 20 years, 90, what, it doesn't matter. You're just getting stuff. And um, that situation, typically on, on a home that size, we're able to go in there five, six hours, move them, bang, we're good, you know, and, and everything's fine. It took us two days, two trucks, wow. six guys. Because that's what it was. I, 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 I remember going in his basement, and he's like, and I couldn't see any, any wall. It was, everything was covered. Every, there was tools, this. It was just an amazing amount of stuff. Jeez. So I told him, I said, you know, again, I said, this could get crazy expensive, and I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, let's chat for 15 minutes here, and let's kind of compartmentalize this out. Okay, hey, you got all your tools over here. What, what stuff over here, what stuff over here do you want to take? What stuff are you going to leave at the home? What stuff you want trashed out? You know, how do you want to do this? So that's what we made. We just made a quick game plan. And I think that, that probably saved him a whole day. Right. Because I got to tell you, um, I, I've seen a lot of things in the moving business. Um, it was pretty overwhelming uh, looking at it. I mean, my guys were looking at me like, <laughs> then, then, then the owner's looking at us like, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 was, it, was pretty, it was pretty wild. But, it, you know, it, it, by the time we were done, though, the customer was really happy um, because, you know, we took a situation. I mean, they were so stressed out. You know, I mean, they – you know, and, and that's and that's that's probably the biggest reward to me. I, I, I love being able to come in and, and take care because again, like I said earlier, moving is no fun, right? And we're able to take take that stressful situation and uh, you know get them to their destination. Um, nothing got broken, nothing was lost, everything got in its its spot. Um, so that's 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 the biggest thing. But yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, it it, it happens. Um, you know, uh, and, and I'll just say it like it is. I mean. Uh, Moving uh, a professional moving company um, isn't for everybody, right? So, you know, sometimes and people, you know, I, I've done it when I was younger. You know, I, I'm like, hey, I don't need a mover. Uh, I got buddies and a and and two pizzas and a case of beer. We're good. Um, you know, and and sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't. I'll tell you something really quick. Um, I had a, a gentleman that owned, uh, I think, 15, 20 different hotels, and. Um, uh, went in his hotel and uh, he seen me with my moving jacket on. He says, "Oh wow!" He says, uh, "He goes, I should have called you guys. I, I thought I could be one of those guys and do it myself. And I got a U-Haul and got some buddies. And I had one of those brand new TVs that came out. It was six thousand dollars. And my buddy dropped it on the driveway. So he's like, uh, he's no longer my buddy. And I was like, I was like, okay. I said, well, I feel bad about that. I said, but yeah, you know. So it's just, it's just kind of like a an example, but. Um, and I just want to say, I mean, really, um, again, we're, we're here to, to do it the right way. Um, 
and uh, you know take care of the customer. And 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 just I guess kind of kind of one of the leaving pieces I'll say is um, uh, professional moving company doesn't always equal expensive. Right. So um, someone that's listening to this that's maybe had various jobs and they kind of want to go all in on something that either they have a passion for or they think uh, they'd be able to succeed in, um, what's a solid piece of advice you would give that person? You know what? Uh, just um, I think that it's just that. You know, you got to be willing to jump all the way in. Okay. You can't just put your toe in. I mean, I'm, uh, I'll use this as, a, as an example. And, and I'm talking here with you, Kyle. You're, you're one of the you're one of the main components to our business success, right? Um, we all know social media, um, website, internet, all that stuff is critical in today's world. Right. Um, so I'm really excited and happy partnering with you. Um, but it, it's all the pieces and it's, it's I, I call it levers. It, uh, the more levers you can pull, the better, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that's, uh, I, I could certainly sit there and, and hope my phone rings. It, it might. But I'm not willing to take that chance, not. right? Yeah. You know, what do they call it? Guerrilla marketing, right? right? Get out on the street, get in front of people, do this, send this out, send the postcards out. Do, you know, it, it's it's a piece of every little thing. I I, I, I would give this this piece of advice to anybody. I don't care what business you get into. Um, try it all. Try it all. You know, it's, it's that old adage. It sounds kind of a little goofy. Throw a bunch at the wall. Something's going to stick. But uh, and then and then, you know what? You'll find out what works, what doesn't. Right. And that's where you spend your money. Awesome. Do you want to get to the fun questions? Let's do it. To wrap this up, yeah. we have a few lightning round questions here. Uh, let's start with, what's something you could eat for a week straight? Pizza. Pizza? Okay. That, that's a good answer. Uh, Mimo's pizza. Oh, Mimo's Mimo, oh, pizza. Friend of the program. I love it. I love it. 100%. 100%, 100%. Mimo, <laughs> let's do, so this question, now I'm real excited to ask this question because you were a general manager of a hotel, so you probably have rode a ton of elevators in your life, just constantly. Sure. Have you ever been stuck? Yes. And I, 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 not in the hotel elevator, but in a big business freight elevator with no light. How many people were in there? Uh, four. How long, how long were you stuck? Uh, five hours. Five hours? Yeah. Are you serious? Uh, over a 100-year-old building. Five hours. Uh, with a lot of yelling and uh, what year was this? Uh, 2018. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last year you were stuck yes. in a freight yes. elevator for yes. five hours. Yes. Were cell phones working in there? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. How? No, how did you because get hold of anyone? Uh, again, a lot of yelling. We were we were actually it was four levels, and we were caught between the. Uh, I don't know if you know how a freight kind of elevator works. You got to level it out, and it's got a door you pull up. This is like a seventy-year-old freight elevator, right? So this is old school, like you know. And there was—I don't know if it's just it being a loose wire or whatever happened, but we were stuck between the, the second and third, and we were just hoping people were going to come in and hear us. So we would. Is just, that what happened? Someone heard you screaming? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. That the, was it. That was your only way out. And they yeah, and they did something yeah exactly. Oh, so they did something. No. I was told they ended up doing something with the electrical or something on the first floor and we're able to get it functioning again. Were you yeah. freaking out? Yeah, it wasn't good. That yeah, wasn't good. People were getting after about the first anyone half use the hour, bathroom? Uh no, I mean it was uh there was there was two women on there with us customers. Oh okay. So was they, anyone freaking out like more than someone else? Like was anyone all the two just, women were going nuts. Like about to lose it. Oh yeah they yeah. lost. They did lose it. They did lose <laughs> it. They, they did lose it. So that was that was kind of me. I was trying to I'm trying not to lose it and I'm trying to keep them level headed and you know, and and it was uh, it it was a little scary. It was a little scary because, like I said, the light in there didn't even work. 
man. It was it was almost pitch black in there. So you've never been stuck on a traditional elevator? No. No. Despite writing no. probably thousands yeah. or tens of thousands yeah, of times. Yeah, no. No, you okay. know, no. Nope. That's encouraging. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> um Now, I don't do you do you guys accept tips as movers? Like someone tip, yeah. what's the best tip you ever received? Sure. So that that's a great question. So here here's here's kind of the the premise of that i um, never know I, I feel like jerry seinfeld um you know at the hotel like like what do you tip what do you tip a moving guy so yeah. i want to know the answer to sure. this too sure so so here, here's the first thing i say number one um the way the way i the way i work with my guys and the way we train um you know all my guys are paid hourly right and you know the guys know and and the customer it, it's common knowledge that there's a potential to get a tip at the end of the move but my guys know that the customer is not obligated to do so. So, you know, I, 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 and I said, you got to have that mindset because, because you know, everybody's different, right? I've seen it where I, I'll give you a perfect example, right? And I don't think there's a percentage. I don't, I don't think it's like, a, hey, I'll do 20% or I'll do 30%. Um, I've seen it all over the board. I've seen it where there was a, um, um, an older couple that was on a fixed income and um, it was a small move, um, about three hours and but I had a gentleman that was was amazing a customer service and um, customer called me um, elderly lady she says hey she goes, I gotta tell you something about one of your guys she goes, his name is Andrew right and I said yeah uh, she said Andrew came in the kitchen to see me washing the dishes and he came up to me and said ma'am I don't want you to have to wash the dishes this is your day and he said I'll wash your dishes and I'm gonna move you and I'm gonna take care of you today That's awesome and I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> so I said, he did. He's like, yeah, he did. And I just want to let you know that um, I gave him a $50 tip, and he deserves it. And I said, I, I said I, I didn't have to do that, but I know he appreciates it. We appreciate it. We appreciate your business. And it was just a great example of, again, doing the right thing by the customer. Um, but my guys all know, and it's just it should be common knowledge. In, in anything that it's not something to be expected. It's something to be earned if, if the customer decides to do so. So they won't be like Rob Schneider in Home Alone 2 rubbing his fingers, no. waiting for a tip? No. That's not going to happen? No. no. Okay. No, no. You know what? Not, not Put it this way, not on my watch. Okay. Not on my watch. Not my crew. Do you have any pets? I do. Uh, that's that's pretty funny, actually. I have a, I have a cat, a uh, female cat that is, I think, 15 now. Wow. Yeah. Um, and the cat's name is Hemi. Okay. I got and I'll tell you why real quick. It's uh we went to the animal shelter years and years ago and um you know, big cage full of cats. And I kind of stood there with my wife and uh um just had one daughter at the time who was I think she was two and opened the cage and the one cat just jumped right out and the purr was so like loud and deep and I remember the one girl was working there and uh She's like, wow, that's so funny. And I said, her, I've never heard anything like it. And she's like, well, her name is Hemi after the motor, <laughs> after that's the motor. Awesome. And, that, and, that, and that's a true story. And uh, she's still, still hanging, uh, on. hanging in there, feisty, eats a ton, wakes us up in the middle of the night. <laughs> annoying as ever, man. Annoying if you as could ever, ask but. Hemi one question, what would you ask? Wow, that's that's yeah. that's an interesting question. You're the um, first one to get this question. Uh, when when uh, when when do we get another cat? When, okay. <laughs> Let's do. Um, if you could have dinner with one person from history, just one. 
I don't. Is it going to be Jim Kelly, or are you going elsewhere? Yeah, I was thinking. I was, I was thinking. I was thinking the, the, the sports, the sports way. Um, but I mean, it can be yeah, someone dead or alive. Somebody from history. Any, that can be dead or alive. Any anybody you want. Wow. Um. You know what? I I, I think I have to say Ronald Reagan. Okay. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Yeah. 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 I, I, That's one I interesting younger, life. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he did he did a lot. I was a younger guy when he was president and stuff, but I, I did I, I did read up on him. Um, pretty interesting individual. What is the best vacation you've ever taken? Uh, on our tenth anniversary, uh, me and Shannon went to uh, Cancun. Um, it was pretty amazing. I will say. I will say this. It was it was great getting away. It was a great some of the experiences we did. I picked the wrong time of the year, so I was uh I'll, don't go to Cancun in July. Okay. <laughs> don't don't do that because the equator is like right on your face. Yeah. You're like, the sun is like right there, you know, it's no good. Um but no, it was good. We uh we did that and uh um you know, you do the whole all inclusive thing. Um a tip on that as well, I'll tell you if you if you do the Cancun or uh uh any of those um uh, all inclusives. One thing I learned very quickly was because I actually had my mom and her, um, uh, my stepdad at the time had met us down there. They were, they were coming down on vacation as well. And we go into the pool to the swim up bar, me and my stepdad. And he's, uh, I want to say he's, he's a top shelf drinker, but he's not going to drink swill either. Yeah. Right. So he's, he says, uh, he's got, a, we got our wristbands on and the guy sees us and he says, Oh, you want and, and, and you know, my stepdad says, you know, whiskey rocks or you know, whatever. And he's like, all right. And the guy pulls out this bottle and it's this most generic bottle I've ever seen in my life. And it's, it looks like some kid put a crayon logo on it. And it says, it says, Kentucky gentleman uh, <laughs> and whiskey in huge letters, like somebody drew yeah. it on. And my stepdad looks at me and he just takes it. He goes, "No," and he goes, "You got to at least have Jim Beam here, yeah. right?" And he's like, "Sir, you you need to upgrade the wristband." And I didn't know this, so that's that's what we did. So he showed us where to go. We paid the extra whatever it was, three hundred bucks for the week for the upgrade on the wristband, and we we're able to drink some whole some, different level, a of whole different event. level. Whole That's crazy. Level. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that, so we were able to do that. The food itself was was good, no problem there. But it was, uh, it, and I'll say this too, because I went in July and it was so hot, I couldn't drink enough to get drunk if I wanted to. <laughs> I just, I, I drink it to come out of my pore. I was sweating yeah. out whiskey all day, all day. It was horrible. It was horrible. But yeah, so all, right. so, all good. Though. Before we wrap up here, we'll we'll get to uh, some plugs uh, to find. Movies. It's www.moveeaze.com. Um, move at moveease on all social medias. Um, you might see the trucks out and about. Um, and any final thoughts you want to add here to someone that might be looking to move here in the next couple of weeks and uh, why they should go with movies? Sure. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So, like I said, our um the, the whole premise for me doing this and, and partnering up with my brother and, and uh, one of my buddies I've known for a long time is, again, I don't know anybody who likes to move. And that's hence, that's the name of our company, Move Ease. We want to make it very easy. That's our tagline, Moving Made Easy. Um, and, and whatever it takes, that's what we're going to do. Um, you know, we've got, the, we've got the experience. We've, we've got, we've got the, the process. Um, so I, I can tell you, uh, you know, I know a lot of people, um, there's certainly other choices out there. I can tell you price point. Uh, are we going to be the least expensive? No. Are we going to be the most expensive? No. 
um, you know, we're, I'm big on value and doing things the right way. Um, and if, if you do have an interest, um, just like Kyle said, uh, we can be found on the web and all social media platforms. Um, you know, give us a call. I, I can tell you as, uh, you know, my, my role in the company right now, I'm the chief operating officer, but I'm also the guy that comes to your home to do the estimate, right? So you're going to see, you'll see my face. I'm, I'm there and, and I'm going to tell you, um, the good, bad, and ugly are moving. Awesome. And for the rest of the episodes, you can find us at South Bend Beat on our social media, southbendbeat.com, uh, to get all episodes, uh, download iTunes, Google Play Store. And uh, this was a lot of fun, Gerald. I appreciate you coming by. And uh, good luck with the moving. Hopefully we have some good more some more stories to tell here in about a year or so. Absolutely. I appreciate it, Kyle. All right, Thanks, we'll man. Welcome to my city